Welcome to The Process. I'm Mary, your host. I'm a licensed clinical mental health therapist and holistic consultant. I'm here to show you that you're not broken. You're having a human experience, and that moment you want to give up, that's the moment you are in the process of change. This podcast will focus on how to manage our needs while in relation with others. Too much of today's psychology focuses only on the individual and seems to forget that humans are always in relation with other people and things around us. It's not a mistake. You are part of your environment and you are separate from your environment. It is both and, and that is where we will learn and grow together. Gentle reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used to diagnose or replace care with a medical professional. All right, let's learn. Things you can do to start to see clarity, figure out where you're going, and how you're going to get there. The thing I'm tracking that people are starting to identify is that more and more people are starting to say like, yes, I want that thing. Yes, I want that thing. Whether it is, yes, I want to be in this marriage. Yes, I want to have a child. Yes, I want to have more children. Yes, I want to have this new job. Yes, I want to move to this new place. People are starting to get really clear on the yes of where they are starting to go. They're forgetting the follow-up question of what are you willing to do to get that thing? I also want to take this back because all of those were pretty big. Uh, There's also, and this is where I'm going to tell you the personal story, right? The story of my own, like, yes, I want that thing. The thing that I wanted was more, quote-unquote, time for myself, more space in my life to be doing what I need to do to care for myself. And I'm not talking about self-care. Let's just, like, personal hygiene is not self-care. It's a, a human right. And so that's a whole big different discussion. I think oftentimes in the in the motherhood world, mothers specifically are, are doubted that, like, Taking a shower is self-care, and yeah, and also it's a it's like a basic need, and so that doesn't count as self-care. However, I digress. What I wanted to say is that I recently decided, not on a whim, because it felt everything about it and felt inherently right to do so, though it probably appeared to everyone else in my life as a whim to cut off my hair. Um, I cut about three and a half inches off my hair. And I did this because of this question. The question being, I want more space to take care of myself. I want more space. But what am I willing to do to achieve it? Now, you don't have to do something as drastic as I did. The reason why I didn't is because it created this need now that I have to actually tend to because I don't have the kind of hair where I can roll out of bed with it being short and not do anything. I have to actually, at bare bare minimum, brush my hair, right? Whereas when my hair was super long and I could just put it in a braid, I could deal with it another time. You probably have something in your life like this, right? Like that's the thing. The what is the one degree difference you could do to start achieving these things you've said for so long now that you want, whether it is in your relationship, whether it is in 
your own personal life, whether it is in your career, right? Like, let's focus on relationships for a while. And again, I'm speaking to my moms out there. How often have you heard your partner do or not do something and you open your mouth and you say, I think we could, or maybe we should, and you give a directive. And then you turn around and understandably so, wonder why no one does anything without your directive. So maybe here, the one degree difference is what would it be like if when you went to open your mouth to say, maybe we should, or do you think we could, you actually just chose not to say anything. You can think it, think it all you want. Don't say it. We even do this to kids, right? We want them to gain independence and then they start to do something independently, but maybe it's not how we would do it. And so we interfere and then we get into a power struggle and it's the, what if you didn't, right? So maybe this isn't even the one degree difference. The one degree difference, it it can be, but it's also the like, what if you stayed out of it? What What would it take for you to so mind your own energy in that moment? Do a body scan when you're wanting to reach out and step into someone else's stuff. What's happening inside of you? First and foremost, I like to work with people and give them uh, an exercise around creating a circle and having identifying who's in your circle and what what's their color. And so I think in this moment, it's the like, you go to open your mouth and you go to intervene, whether it's your kid, it's your partner, it's, it's an employee at work. And what if you didn't? Now, of course, there are going to be times where you can come at me and say, Mary, Mary, Mary. Is it life-threatening, though? Most of the stuff we worry about is not life-threatening. It's annoying. It's uncomfortable. Again, being in the process, being in the middle of this, it's hard, that's the thing I don't know that enough people talk about. That, Or we do talk about it. We don't talk about it in a productive manner. It is not productive to sit in the hard. But you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge the change in creating new neural pathways in your brain, creating new behavioral path, pathways in your day is actually hard work. And that's why some of us take pretty drastic measures, Right? Again, cutting my hair as an act of like, now you have to show up for yourself, Mary. You can't avoid this any longer. What? Like, it's drastic, sure, but that's what works for me, right? Like, maybe you'll be able to achieve it on a smaller way. I think it's less how are you going to achieve the thing and more, again, what are you willing to do for it? Now that you've started to identify that this is what you want... What are you willing to do for it? So if it is that you can no longer avoid those steps, I'm pausing because it's it's making me have this very clear realization and I'm not 100% sure that this is the best time to weave it in. But again, this is the process, right? The process is we get so far and then something else comes into our head and then there's something else that we need to identify and work through. And I I just want to remind you out there that so many of us have anxiety, but we have anxiety because we are avoiding the thing that we need to be doing to make ourselves feel more okay, right? Some of you are going to, going to hear, hear, hear in that, that like to be in more 
with alignment with yourself. Yeah, others are going to say to be able to achieve the things that they want to do. It's all the same. You've heard me say that before. It's all the same. The end goal, right, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is a psychologist who came up with the hierarchy of needs, which starts with the basic survival skills all the way up to self-actualization, right? And where else do we hear self-actualization? We hear it across all of the major religions. We hear it in the world of manifestation, right? If you want to call it God, divinity, universe, I have my clients call it magenta. It's, it's that part of life that we don't fully understand yet, fully understand all at the same time somehow. If you want to get more in line with that, if you want to feel like you are thriving in some capacity, sometimes that anxiety is an indicator that this is the thing to actually do, right? It's one of the reasons why exposure therapy works so well. Um, in the story of the three little pigs, when the wolf goes to, I don't know, the fair, and uh, the pigs had gotten there early and they bought a butter churn and they see the wolf coming to their house and they get in the butter churn and they roll down the mountain and the wolf runs away, very scared. And then later in the story, they say, you fool, like, you know, oh, like, oh, for a fool, you've been taken. That butter churn was full of bacon. That is why exposure therapy can work so well, because when we face the thing that we're fearing the most, oftentimes, it's the thing that we wanted. Now, sure, you can think of exceptions Except, I, I don't know how, it's like, okay, well, maybe that wasn't the thing you were actually fearing, right? Like, it's this, there are, there are truths in that of your body and your brain and your mind are trying to tell you about this other thing that you can't quite see that you need. And so, what are you going to do to actually achieve your goal? The thing that you've now identified that you want what are your own next steps to seek that clarity? One of the things I have people do is a values exercise. Um, you can Google on the internet and find a list of values. And uh, I always encourage you to do them once a year, every other year. Do it by yourself, do it with your partner. Because identifying your own personal values helps you then make decisions with ease. It becomes your anchor. Morals don't change. Quite often, if you have a belief that you should not kill, then that is going to remain stagnant in your life. Our values, though, change drastically. I mean, the things that you valued when you were a five-year-old, probably not the same things now. Or maybe they are. But the things you valued, you know, four years ago, do you still value them now? These are questions to check in with yourself about. If you're somebody who has stepped into the world of parenting, the things you valued pre-kids don't necessarily line up to all the time to how you value now. So you go through the list. You would just identify any word that first you really like, and then you're going to put those into pairings. 
And then from those pairings, you're gonna choose your words. The reason why I say five is any more than five is not realistic to hit. Typically in a day, if you're trying to get five things done, you're gonna get about three. Um, those of you who are really good at time management are gonna get all five. I, and most of you listening to this podcast are. However, let's say you have five values. And then a question comes up of even a vacation. You can say, does this vacation hit any of my values? If it hits all of my values, you're going to go. If it hits none of my values, you're not going to go. So that's how you're going to use that tool. The other thing I want you to think of when we're asking this question, what am I willing to do to achieve this goal? Because we're not even talking about the shadow side of that, right? So the shadow side of that is, who do I have to become, which means what do I have to grieve, which because I'm going to lose things. I'm going to lose things to become this new version of myself. And how am I going to be okay with that? There's a lot of hype on the internet right now about nervous system regulation. And I want to say to you, how do you actually be cool with your nervous system not being regulated all the time? Because that is how you're going to become this next version of yourself. It's by allowing yourself to ebb and flow. I, you've probably heard me talk about, right? That that's the concept. The other thing I think of is like, you give yourself grace and you give yourself grit and you have to know the difference. And being in the process is all about learning the difference. Um, and I'm actually not trying to make a plug for myself, though I can very much help you with this process. I am saying that because time and time again, that is what it takes, right? A Again, if you're somebody who feels like you are in the process of any type of change, up-level, calling in a new life, just trying to like figure out your new identity, it is going to take waking up one day in the middle of the change and being like, oh, actually I'm not losing my mind, I'm trying to change my life, and there's a lot of effort going into that. I need to figure out when do I have to push? When do I have to pull grit and grace, right? I need to accept what is. I need to seek clarity. I need to figure out where I'm going. And I need to figure out what I'm willing to do to get there. Are you having an evolution or a revolution? That's what I want you to sit with. Journal on that. Let me know what you come up with. I will be back. As a side note, I very much am aware of my microphone issues. I am working with my tech crew, aka my uncle, to help me figure out the situation. I'm very grateful that I have family who I can call and work through tech issues with. Um, very, very thankful for my uncle for that. But I'm working it out. And so until I figure it out, I'm only going to release an episode every other week. I have put a call out to some practitioners to come on the podcast and share their their own personal process or how they see their clients go through the process of change, the process of becoming. And so stay tuned. There's more to come as I navigate these waters of my own process of starting the process podcast. Stay tuned.